Thanks for joining us for another Family Life Today program brought to you Monday to Friday by Power to Change. I'm sure you'll hear something today that could give you a fresh perspective on your marriage or family situation. Be encouraged as we join Dave and Ann Wilson with Bob Lapine. I'm going to ask you questions if you get the right answer. There's a right and wrong answer. <laughs> okay. Oh. What do you think I think about most of the day? Football. Football? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Is that not it? <laughs> well, that's close. Uh, <laughs> that uh, might be it. Your guitars. What? No. Uh, your motorcycle and Jesus. It sounds like you're just <laughs> listing all the idols in my life. <laughs> Welcome to Family Life Today, where we want to help you pursue the relationships that matter most. I'm Ann Wilson. And I'm Dave Wilson, and you can find us at FamilyLifeToday.com or on our Family Life app. This is Family Life Today. It's shocking to me. But I think about my body a lot. What? Do you think about that? Well, I mean... I know I do, like how I'm failing and I'm getting older, but I wouldn't ever guess that you ever thought about The that. older I get, the oh. more, you know, you feel pains and aches. You don't walk as well. I don't... Yeah, I tried to get up on a surfboard and that didn't go well because I could barely get off the ground. But you're I, in great shape. I feel like I take care of my body, but I am shocked that I think about it as much as I do. I would love to say I think about spiritual life and Jesus, my emotional life, my mindset, but the body's right up there. Probably... I guess I'm confessing too much. I know you are. I'm super surprised. Well, you know, you learn things right here on Family Life Today. And we're going to learn a lot about our bodies today and why mm-hmm. God actually cares about our bodies. We have Sam Alberry back with us on Family Life Today. Uh, Sam, so glad to have you back with us. Welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's always good to be with you. You're, you're, you're smiling at our conversation. <laughs> what, what, what did you think when you heard us talking about this? Yeah, I, I was wondering if... Uh, the comment, I never would have guessed you think about your body, was, was meant to sound like a compliment or not. <laughs> it, it was a compliment, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because if, I mean, our listeners can't see Dave, but he's in really good shape. He's really healthy. And Whatever. he's not self-consumed at all. I feel mm. like I worry more about the outer than he does. So that's why I was surprised. It's Probably good to make that clear. Yeah, and it's interesting because, Sam, you just finished a book. Uh, We've had you on here before as an apologist and a speaker and obviously a writer. I mean, the last time we talked to you, it was uh, the book, Why Does God Care Who I Sleep With?, Mm. which was a fascinating conversation. I love all the stuff you write about. You're so much deeper than me. And me. And me. We just love uh, the way your mind thinks. But this one, and first of all, I want to ask you why you wrote this book. But the title is very interesting, What God Has to Say About Our Bodies, Why the Gospel is Good News for Our Physical Self. So why in the world did you attack this issue? Why go after the body? Yeah, there are two reasons, really. And really, they relate to the two halves of, of what I spend my time doing. One is apologetics, and I was becoming aware that so many of the issues we are wrestling with and confused about in Western culture have to do with our bodies. Um, what does it mean to be male or female? What do we do with our sexuality? 
how do we cope with body image issues and those are kind of on the rise at the moment and then similarly the other half of my life I, I'm a pastor and was just finding that more and more pastoral issues within the church have to do with the body how we cope with and think about age physical frailties you know sickness again eating disorders body image stuff and I you know I've been looking over the fence to see what what our Catholic friends are up to and they've they've been far more attentive to the the body and its theological significance than we have been so I, I figured this is an area where we've not taught as as well as we should and partly for my own edification and partly to if it helps anybody else I wanted to really dive into what the Bible says about our bodies and I knew that the Bible had lots to say about our bodies I knew that there would be a book in there but even so I was I was really surprised at how much the Bible says about our bodies we we so often default into God's only interested in the sort of spiritual bit of me which we presume is the soul or the spirit or something like that and yet the Bible is just full of ways in which are it is significant that we are embodied it matters in in god's estimation and it's relevant to our christian lives so much of discipleship in the new testament is is spoken about in physical and, and bodily terms so that was the main impetus for it that's good and i and i'm wondering uh, the fact that we talked about, you know, I think about my body every day, is that pretty common? And it actually sounds like, well, that's not such a bad thing. It's actually a good thing because God thinks about our body. But is that that rare? Or, or do most of us think about our bodies quite often? I think most of us do. I started working on this about five or six years ago, and it would come up in conversations kind of here and there. And then, you know, as I've been talking about it more, I've so many people and most of my ministry I'm, I'm talking to guys more than i'm talking to to women but so many guys have opened up to me about either stuff to do with body image um or stuff to do with not feeling like they're enough of a man in some way and wanting to know how do i know if i am enough of a man and that sort of thing and then there's the sort of again the issues of we're all getting older and um being affected by that and, and those things you know we can't ignore those things they they do tend to to weigh on our minds some people are thinking a lot about their bodies because we we live in a very vain culture and how you look is often who you are so with all the attendant insecurities and anxieties that can go with that so i think a lot of us do spend a lot of time thinking about our bodies sometimes in in helpful constructive ways as we reflect on what god says sometimes we think about our bodies in, in ways that have really been prompted by our culture and and that's why we need the good news of, of Scripture to kind of converse with us as we think about these things. Well, take us through that, Sam, because I'm thinking of, you know, I'm dealing primarily with women and so often the way we feel about ourselves is determined on how we feel about our bodies. And so I think there's this grappling with, I shouldn't care about my physical body in some respects if I'm getting my total identity from that. And yet the God of the universe, the Holy Spirit, when we surrender our lives to Christ, resides in our body. Walk us through what you've learned and what are some of the things that you think, oh, this is what we need to know. Again, what I've learned is that so many of us are having some kind of thought like the one you've just articulated um it is certainly not unique to women 15 20 years ago that the men's grooming part of a supermarket was pretty small but it feels like now there's there's whole aisles just on men's grooming That's so true. I, which 
if nothing else, again, it's a reflection that we are we're more self-conscious us men than we used to be. And so, how again, how we look weighs upon us. It, it's part of how we assess the way we fit into the world around us. So there's there's lots to think about with that. That the, the Bible shows us that there is so much more to us, obviously, than than how we look. Hmm. God famously said to Samuel when they were sort of looking to see who the next king would be that that man looks on outward appearance but God looks to the heart um, he sees the inner person and not just the outer appearance so we, we mustn't think we are we are reduced to our image and to our look but we obviously can't ignore that either we are physical beings and we, we mustn't similarly make our whole, whole identity something that is unrelated to our bodies and that's a, a big issue today with discussions around gender identity but the key thing that I got from writing and thinking about this um, which, which I certainly needed myself and I, I've tried to help others with it since as well is just that idea that if if as Christians we now belong to Jesus and, and Paul says that we've been bought with a price we're not our own that our bodies now belong to Christ that is such a liberating thing to know because if if my body belongs to Jesus then the one my body has to please is Jesus. Hmm. And we know from the New Testament that the body that is pleasing to Jesus is the body that is offered to Jesus. So I don't have to have a, a body that is going to be on an advertising billboard or a body that's going to turn heads at the beach in order to have a body that is pleasing to my Lord. Jesus is just a far kinder master <laughs> of our physical selves than our culture is. Yes. Our, our culture is always pushing us to a ever more unattainable standard of what we are supposed to look like, both as men and as women. Mm. Well, you're quoting, uh, you know, First Corinthians where Paul talks about, you know, our bodies, a temple of the Holy Spirit. Ian already mentioned that. And at the end of that, he says, so glorify God in your body. How do we glorify God in our body? Because often people think that means I should look at a certain physical way. You know, I should yeah. glorify so much that I could be on the cover of Muscle and Fitness magazine, which is <laughs> never going to happen for me. But, you know, that could be a, a sort of a warp view. But, you know, as you think about, okay, glorify God in your body. Often, like you said, we think it's soul, it's spirit. No, he says in your body. So talk about that. What would that mean? Yeah, well, it, it, the, the good news is, Presumably we can glorify God in our body. So whatever our body happens to be like, with all of its idiosyncrasies and uh, foibles and all the rest of it, every single one of us has a body that can glorify God. Um, we won't do that perfectly, this side of, of the second coming of Christ, but we, we can right now with these bodies glorify God. And it isn't about appearance. I mean, the Bible has some things to say about appearance, mainly about not being kind of ostentatious and that kind of thing. But again, it's a body that is consecrated. Paul says just a few verses earlier that the God is for the body and the body is for, for the Lord. Paul talks in, in Romans 6 about offering the members of, of our bodies to be instruments of righteousness. So I think that must mean that we actually almost do an inventory of our bodies and think, well, you know, let's start with the feet. Where, where can I go today? <laughs> who can I bless? Who can I serve? Mm. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news? I could have beautiful feet today. Not literally and physically, but <laughs> figuratively. Yeah. Um, or I think about my hands and what, am I, what work am I going to do today? And, and how my day might be sat at a, a laptop. It might be 
doing laundry, it might be washing up, but in all of those things I can be doing that unto the Lord as a service to him. Or, you know, what I look at, how I look at the world around me, do I look upon other people with the eyes of Christ? Do I see in the thronging crowds sheep without a shepherd who we should feel compassionate for, or do I get irritated that the traffic's heavy? Mm. So in all of these things, it's using our bodies to serve the Lord, which we, we don't do perfectly, and we do this in response to the grace shown to us through the fact that actually Jesus was the one who did perfectly honour God with our bodies in a way we never could and, and never do. But as we receive the fruit of his bodily obedience, actually it gives us the desire to serve God with our bodies. We want our bodies to be pleasing to Jesus mm. because we, we now love him. Mm. I mean, that's really good. And I, I listen to that and think, yes, that's what we were designed to do. That's what God created us to do. We're serving, we're loving, we're using our bodies to bring others to him. You know, it's interesting, Sam, when you were sort of talking about your feet and your eyes, you know, you probably don't even know this, and it's sort of what Ann was joking about earlier when I said all I think about is football. But when I played college football, one of the things I would pray before the game in the locker room as a follower of Christ for my last two years of college is I would literally pray through every part of my body, hmm. asking God to protect my feet, my ankles, my knees, you know, because you're playing a sort of a violent game and you could get hurt. Hmm. And so I... I literally visually walked from my feet up to my head and asked God to bless and protect each one. But, Sam, as you were talking, I thought, I have not done that since in terms of what you just said. It just hit me as you were saying, God, my feet are used by you to walk to somebody that needs you today. Use my feet today. Use my knees today. Use my eyes. My anyway, I just thought that's a great mm. daily routine for people to think, okay, your body does matter. It's not the only thing that matters, but it is important. And offer each part of your body each day to God to say, how do you want to use my body today? My lips, my words, my eyes. I don't know. As I throw that out, is that something that you say, yeah, that that's a way to think that's a good theology of our body? I think it is, yeah. And that, that, I think that's what Paul is talking about there in, in Romans 6. Um, it's thinking specifically, how can I, with each part of who I am, be of use to the Lord and, and of service to others? And another aspect of this I, I haven't mentioned is, is stewardship, obviously, of, of our bodies. If our bodies belong to Jesus, they're not our own, and now we're, we're stewarding them on his behalf. And so, you know, there's there's ways to obsess about doing that in, in a way that actually can become quite unhealthy and there's a way of, of being neglectful of our health entirely as well and assuming it's just unspiritual but uh, Paul talks about disciplining his body in, in 1 Corinthians 9, um, he, he talks about physical training being of some kind of usefulness, of some value and in Ephesians 5 when he's talking to husbands about loving their wives, he, he talks about loving your wife as you love your own body and he just assumes that we will feed and care for our own bodies. So again, there, there's been a sort of a part of the Christian world that is always sort of assuming that the body is just unspiritual and, and insignificant to our Christian life and therefore it doesn't matter if I'm healthy or unhealthy but I, I think part of stewardship is that we we do try to look after our, our health as best we can, not fanatically, but, but we want to steward these bodies well because they belong to Jesus. And if we steward them well, we can hopefully 
use them for more years to serve him. It's funny, too. As you get older, you start thinking about that. Like, I need to be strong and healthy so that as I get older, I can do the things with my kids, my grandkids that I want, and I can do ministry the way God has called me to. And when I'm even thinking of, like, Romans 12, 1 and 2, those are some of my favorite verses. And when Paul is saying, present your body as a living sacrifice, that image is always in the forefront of my mind of I'm giving you, like, Lord, I'm laying down my body as a sacrifice. But talk, Sam, about how do we teach our kids? I like this because I feel like as a mom, when our world is so consumed with how we look and the physical part of how we look and is it pleasing to the rest of the world, to men or women, that's hard to kind of tell our kids, no, this part is more important, that we're using our bodies to serve and to draw others to the kingdom. And here's what I used to think when I was younger and I would read in Samuel when it says that man looks at the outer body, but God looks at the heart. I was always like, I know you love me, Jesus, and you think I'm fine, but the world out there, they don't. And so even with our kids, like, Mom, I know you think I'm beautiful, but the world doesn't. And I look terrible. So as you're teaching people and in your congregations, how do we get that into our kids? I just keep coming back to Psalm 30-something where it says, those who look to the Lord are radiant. I I just keep coming Mm. back to that and thinking about how... Mm. There's a way of just shining as a human person, not because you look amazing from a kind of worldly point of view, but just because you find Christ captivating. That That's what makes us shine. That's where our natural beauty is kind of turned up to the max. Mm. We can say to kids, you know, what Jesus thinks of us is going to matter more than what other people think of us. And that's that's a, a good thing for us to try to, to show people. And again, Jesus so loves your body. He's made it a temple of his spirit. God has come to dwell in your body. It's hard to pay a human body a bigger compliment than that. Mm-hmm. All that, that that amazing building was in Jerusalem to, to God's people then, Paul is saying, okay, your body is now a temple of the Holy Spirit. That is how much you matter to God. That's how much he wants to be with you. It does. I mean, I need to hear that on repeat because my Me too. my heart doesn't naturally go there. <laughs> that can, over time, by the the grace of God, begin to undo the verdicts of the world hmm. in terms of what most shapes us and, and frames the way we see the world around us. Those verdicts of other people can stay with us for years and years and years and and cause all kinds of of damage and mayhem. Which is why we need to keep coming back on what does Jesus think about us? And we have to say, you know, again, David can say, I have been fearfully and wonderfully made. He's he's saying that of his own fallen self. And so we can say to our, our kids, as we need to say to our own hearts, that we were not coughed up by evolution. We were not kind of here by accident. God has handcrafted each one of us. Um, he came up with the idea of each one of us and made us. And David says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Each of us has a body that is a reason for us to praise God. <laughs> it may not feel that way much of the time, maybe even most of the time. These these bodies can cause us pain physically and 
psychologically and in lots of other ways. But I, I keep thinking about that word fearfully. I've been fearfully mm. and wonderfully made, which means if we ever saw the attentiveness and care with which God makes a human being, and we would have, we'd have the chills, I think. Mm. Um, we would be in awe of it. It would stun us, astonish us. And that's the care and divine attention with which each one of us has been made. That doesn't mean our bodies are perfect. We don't have to pretend our bodies are perfect for them to have been fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible shows us that they're not perfect, but they are God's craftsmanship. So let's not demean and diminish what God esteems. That's such a good reminder because, I mean, as you're talking like, yes, yes, I need to be reminded of that every single day. I have a friend that I've walked with, and she's my best friend for years, and we were talking about this. She has three daughters. I have three sons. And as they were growing up, the world put so much attention on the physical, the outward beauty, that she made a comment and has always stuck with me. She said, you know what happens is we end up gazing at the world of what they say beauty is, and then we glance at God. Mm. And what we have to do is we have to change that where we're gazing into the eyes of Jesus, into the word of what he says and who he says we are, and the beauty and the care that he took to create us, as you talked about in Psalm 139. And then we can glance at our bodies, but we're not just gazing at the world and what they say and our bodies looks like, but we're gazing at God. And I love that you, what you said, too, of like the beauty that God created us in. He's applauding us every day. We're not, but he is. And that's what hit me, Sam, when you mentioned Psalm 34. I opened it up and, you know, it's verse five. It says, those who look to him are radiant yeah. and their faces shall never be ashamed. And that was the same thought I had. It says, it's so easy to get consumed with body image. I'm looking at muscle fitness. I'm looking and, and I'm not looking at him. Mm. Yeah. And when I look at him, I get his perspective on my body. My body's important. It's not the most important. It isn't all of me. It's a part of me. And I want to lay my body on the altar as a living sacrifice and allow him to use me. And I, and I, I think that would be the encouragement for a listener, for a parent me that's too. trying to help their kids understand this. Spend more time looking at him than you look in the mirror. Both are important, but spend more time looking at him and watch him bring that radiance Mm -hmm. to your soul as well as your body. Man, that's good stuff, Sam. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's not how we look, it's where we look, ultimately, that is going to make us beautiful. to thank Dave and Ann Wilson along with Bob Lapine and their team for another edition of Family Life Today. Although our programs are produced in America, the issues facing families like forgiveness, communication and taking care of our kids transcend national borders. These issues profoundly affect relationships everywhere. In Australia, family life is known as power to change and our mission is to effectively develop godly families the kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. Do you want to learn how to use marriage to transform your community? Consider joining with us to help build marriage ministry movements where lives are transformed through the gospel. For more information or to get started today, email radio at powertochange.org.au 
or check out our website under Helping Couples at families.powertochange.org.au. We hope you can join us tomorrow at the same time for another Family Life Today.